Awesome. Thank you. Yes, very exciting news. Very great birthday. Hope you guys all had a great birthday on Tuesday as well. It's nice to share a birthday with like so many people in the church. It's great. It's so fun. We all like message each other. It's so good. Anyway, hope you guys are well, doing well tonight. Uh, we're going to jump right in if that's okay. So tonight I want to share a message around and called Finding Purpose. So let's close our eyes and we're going to pray and we're going to jump into it. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight that you want to speak. You are in the room. You're present with us. You are close to us right now. And tonight, God, you want to share and open up the secrets of heaven, the mysteries of heaven to us tonight, to your people tonight. You want to download to us. You want to. You want us to leave different how we came in to church, to this gathering. And so I just pray that every heart and every ear would be open to hear what it is that you want to speak to us tonight. Lord, that we would be ready to receive the word that you want to say in our lives, for our lives, for our futures. And God, we just love you so much. And we're so thankful for the freedom that we have to gather together in this space tonight with one another. Come and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, I'm going to read a passage of scripture from Colossians 1 verse 9 to 12. And it says, be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will. And so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchid. As you learn more and more of how God works, you will learn how to do your work we pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is the strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that He has for us. And that's from the message translation. And I chose that because I just think it paints a beautiful picture of God's Word to us. You know, tonight I want to ask a question that I'm sure every single person in the room has asked themselves at one point or another. I sure have asked myself many times, so hopefully I'm not the only one. But have you ever wondered, what is my purpose? What am I here for? The basic question, simple, what is my purpose? You know, we've heard so much recently over Summit and even over this year with our vision for the year being fruit, more fruit, much fruit, everlasting fruit, that God has a blueprint that's specific for your life. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for every single person in the room. He has things, good things prepared in advance for you to do that only you can do so that your life is going to produce every kind of good fruit fruit that others are able to enjoy, not just for us, but as we bear fruit, that every person around us that comes into contact with us would enjoy what God is doing in our life and to be filled up by. But to build the life that God has prepared for us, I feel like you need to start somewhere. <laughs> you have to have some sort of revelation of what it is that God's building in your life, some revelation of what the purpose is that God has for you. You know, we have as Christians this greater sense of purpose to go out, make disciples, to love God, to serve God, to love other people the way He does, to be an example of Jesus. That's our Christian, the greater purpose of our life. But I know that there's more for each and every person. I know that there are specific things that God has for you to do. And this question, what is my purpose? 
So tonight we're thinking the individual purpose. We are assuming that we all understand our greater purpose in God, but that that individual purpose, that question has always stumped me. And I found myself for a long period of time thinking over that, mulling over that, what's my purpose? What am I here for? Like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And sometimes it can leave you feeling a little bit stuck. Sometimes you find yourself stuck thinking, what is it that I am here to do? The God call that he has for your life. Has anyone else ever felt that way too? I'm sure I'm not the only one here. Now, I think this question come back, comes back to our mind, not just once, and then once we get one answer, we're set for life. I think this is a question that comes up whether you are in primary school, whether you're in high school, uni, you're an adult, whether you're an elderly person, no matter what age or stage or season, this question comes back through our life. We have different seasons of different things, but somehow that question always comes up. Maybe you find yourself still in school at the moment, thinking about what's next. Maybe you're in grade 12 and you're in the last few weeks of school and you're thinking, maybe you have no idea what next year holds. Maybe you have been in uni and you're about to graduate thinking, I've done a whole degree, but what am I meant to do with this after? Where do I go? What's next for me? Maybe you've been in the same job or the same circumstance or situation for years and years on end now, and it just feels like there has to be more to my life. There has to be more. And you can find yourself wondering in any of those situations, am I really living my God purpose, the purpose that God has for my life? Now, as we come to the end of the year, I can't believe we're actually saying that right now, but as we come to the end of the year, I don't know about you, but I get a little bit reflective, think back on the year, what it's been, what's happened so far, what am I going to do for the last three months, how am I going to spend it, what's next year going to look like? You get a bit reflective, you think about what's next. Are we really, are we living out the purpose God has for our life, or are we stuck? Maybe We know there's a change coming or we think that there should be a change coming. Maybe there's something new ahead of us. Maybe God's asking us to make a change. And my prayer is that as we come to the final few months of this year, that what we talk about tonight would just help set a foundation for you to understand a little bit more about purpose and what that looks like, how to find it. It would help give you a new way to maybe think about your purpose and what God has for you and help establish a platform for you and God to build your life together. You know, studies have actually shown that a sense, a strong sense of purpose actually leads to better overall mental health, better, better overall general well-being, cognitive functioning. You engage with healthier lifestyles and habits, better stress management and better sleep. All of this comes from having a strong sense of purpose. And, you know, we know the creator of our brains and bodies. We know the creator. And I know that God knows how important a sense of purpose is for us. God knows the sense that... I lost my word for a second. (laughs) God knows. I I have something to blame it on now. No. God knows how important a sense of purpose is for our lives. He made us to desire to have and to live with a sense of purpose. I believe God wants us to live on purpose. He doesn't want us to just go through our life 
just meandering, working it out as we go. But God has a purpose. He wants us to know it and He wants us to live in it. And He doesn't hide that sense of purpose from us. He doesn't make it difficult for us to find, even though I have thought that many times. Why is this so hard to work out? He doesn't actually hide it for us from us on purpose. He doesn't hide it from us. He wants us to draw close to Him so that we can learn and He can reveal our individual purpose to us. You know, living with an understanding of your individual purpose is gonna lead to the rich and satisfying life that Jesus promises to us. I don't know about you guys, but when you're not living out your God purpose, life can feel pretty miserable, can feel difficult, frustrating, demanding, unsatisfying, just to name a few things. Maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you feel like that right now. This short passage of Scripture in Colossians 1 that I read a few months ago now and have been thinking about it ever since I read it has really helped me. It has painted a picture for me and really helped me to understand a little bit more about how to find purpose, how to find the purpose that God has for my life. And I hope tonight that it helps you understand a little bit more about how to find your purpose. Now, I'll share a little bit later in some detail, but there have been times in my short life so far that I have been living without that individual sense of purpose, have lived without knowing what God's real direction was for my life. And all of those things I said before is exactly how it feels to live without that. You know, I wish I had read this passage earlier in my life and understood it more because I feel like it would have led to a much easier road. But I'm grateful for everything that I've walked through to work out where I am now. You know, tonight as we delve into this a little bit deeper, it's my prayer that wherever you find yourself tonight, confident in your purpose, you know exactly what it is and you're going for it and that's awesome, or whether you are questioning it and you have absolutely no idea what's next and no idea what you're doing with the life that God has given you, that tonight you would find some principles for always bringing back your attention toward God and His God-given purpose for your life and how to uncover that a little bit more. So with all of this in mind, I just wanna read this passage again because there is a few points that I wanna bring out tonight before we break it down. Colossians 1, verse nine to 12 in the Message Translation. Be assured that from the very first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to His will and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchid. As you learn more and more about how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is a strength that endures the undurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that He has for us. You know, the first thing I wanna bring out of this tonight that I always or have started to come back to now since I've read this, and the first thing that I think sets the foundation is that it's His orchid. That's the first thing I want to focus on tonight. It says in that little line, we pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchid. It's his. This world that he created, this world that we get to be part of, that we have life in, is his. 
You know, sometimes I get these, this little moment. I don't know why I get this. Sometimes I just have a moment where I just like, I'm standing like here, but it's like you get a bird's eye view. And you know those movies where they like scale out and you see yourself and then you like see, you know, all of the suburb around you and then you scale out all the way until you see like the whole world. And you, you see the suburbs, the house, the streets around you. You see the city, you see Australia, and it's like the globe expanding this bird's eye view. Sometimes I see that all my life and it just reminds me how small I actually am in comparison to the rest of the world and in comparison even more so to God who holds this whole entire world in His hand. It makes me feel so small and it reminds me that there is so much more than just my life. As much as God has prepared things for me to do, there's so much more than just me in the world around me. You know, I think we need this foundation of that it's God's world that He created, that we get to be part of it. We need this foundation to maintain humility through whatever we do. We need to remain humble, that this is God's orchid. He's the master gardener. He's the savior of the whole world. He is an almighty God. He is all powerful, ever present, and so much more than we will ever be able to comprehend or explain or understand. We live for Him. God is not here to meet our demands and make our life amazing and make our life comfortable. We live for Him. We serve Him. And let's not get it the wrong way around. We live to worship God. This is the foundation that we're setting. Romans 12, 2 talks about offering your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. It's holy and acceptable. And that is our true worship. We serve, we work hard, we sacrifice, we go over and above because we know that we're serving this most high God. This, we do what it is that He's called us to do because it's our worship. It's our way to worship God. This God who created the world, God who put breath in our lungs, the God who sacrificed His one and only Son for us, God who saved you from death and separation from God for eternity, the God who restored your life, healed you, the God who redeemed you and knows you by name. It's all about Him. It's all for His glory. Our lives are meant to bring glory to God. Everything we do for His glory. We do everything for Him, to serve Him. He's worthy of our best, the best of our lives because of who He is. You know, when it comes to our purpose, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're doing, we should only be concerned with what God thinks, what He says, and whether He is getting the glory from it. You know, I think the crossover is so subtle and it happens so quickly. It's so easy to slip into being more concerned with what others think than with what God thinks when it comes to our life or even glorifying ourselves and our own achievements. It's so easy to slip into that, especially now in the world that we live in where it's so accessible to one another. We can see everything that everyone is doing. It's so easy to get caught up in living for other people, for their approval, their applause, their opinions, their accolades, which always feeds our pride and causes us to take glory that was only ever meant for God. You know, we think that our achievements and our efforts and our abilities, all the amazing things that God has given us, those are the things that get us where we are, forgetting who we're really living for and why we're really able to do anything. 
I know Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And it's his grace and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the, on the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. It's the grace of God that makes us able to do anything that we do. We have his breath in our lungs. Without him, without us holding, without him holding us together, we would not be here and we would not be able to do anything that he has called us to do. It's by the grace of God we're here, who we are. It's not our own doing. This is all about him. This is his orchid. We are the servants of it. He is the master. We serve him. We are living, breathing, working for and serving God alone. And it will come, when it comes to understanding this purpose that God has for our life, I think it is so crucial to have this understanding at the forefront that it's about God, to maintain humility, that it's not about us. It's not about us being glorified. It's not about us doing good. It's about God receiving the glory from our life. We are here because of Him. We have life and breath because of Him. Everything we do is for Him. Whatever it is that God has prepared for you and for your purpose, it will always be for His glory. When God is not being glorified in our life, our actions, our words, the direction we take, whatever our life involves, when He's not being glorified, I don't know if we're walking in the purpose that He has for us because when it's His purpose on your life, He will be receiving all the glory. Amen. The second thing I wanna bring out of this tonight, building on that foundation of that, it's His orchid, it's His world. We live for Him, we serve Him alone. The second thing is that understanding how God works helps us understand our work. And it says that right in the passage, as you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. And this is where we start to narrow down to our individual purpose that God has. You know, we don't get our purpose from listening to the world around us. We get it directly from God. If you're finding that you don't know or you're struggling or you're feeling confused about what it is to do, there's no better place to go than to God directly. We can't let any other person define our life, our purpose. It has to come directly from the voice of God. You know, I remember when I was nearing the end of schooling phase and we had these classes called set planning classes. We would do all these tests and quizzes and things to work out like what was the best occupation for us. And we would have these conversations with the guidance officer that would like tell us, try and help us work out what pathway, what course we were gonna do in uni. They had these gigantic books called QTAC books, which is like the thousands of uni courses. It's just so overwhelming as you'd flip through the pages and it's just like lists and lists of every university and every course that ever existed in uni at the time. And I remember being so overwhelmed because I had no clue. And I was just like, I don't, <laughs> there's so many options. I have no idea what to go with. I remember having no idea, no sense of purpose, no idea why God had made me what he specifically had for me. It was really confusing. And I remember applying for teaching because that was like one of the things that came back on like the quizzes that they made us do. And I was like, well, 
having something is better than people asking me what I'm doing and I'm saying I have no idea. So <laughs> I just applied for it, got accepted, deferred it immediately because I knew it's ex not, not what I wanted to do at all, but I just had no other idea of where to go. So I was enrolled in teaching and I didn't end up doing it, but I was there because it felt better to say I'm going to uni than <laughs> saying nothing when people asked. And then the post-school journey, the years after school was trial and error for years because I still had no sense of purpose or direction, what I was made for. I had all these little things that I knew that I loved, but deep inside me, it was like there was this gigantic question mark over my life and what I was created for. All this time, I was a Christian in church, connected, but I wasn't really active in a personal relationship with God. It wasn't a consistent reading the word, praying, spending time in worship. It was a Christian, which we can call ourselves, but it wasn't that personal relationship with God. There wasn't that time spent with him listening to his voice. It was more just something that I did because it's what we had done. It's, we'd grown up in church. It's what we did. And I would say that I had a recommitment moment a few years after school where things really changed from that point where I actually did enter into and engage a personal relationship with God. Time spent reading the Word, praying, worshipping. I would put music on in my car and just drive around and pray and listen and sing. And all of those moments were so personal with God where I would spend time listening to Him, writing my thoughts, spending time with Him. And it was in that place all those years that I had been struggling and feeling no direction, it was in that place when I started engaging in a personal relationship with God that I began to understand Him on a deeper level. His character, His heart, His love for people, and His desire for every person to be restored to Himself. And it was in those moments with God, it was when I started that, that I started to get these glimmers of purpose come through and, and the things that I believe that He had created me for. I didn't get that first. It was first in my response to God and to that ability to enter into time with God, to spend with Him, that then those glimmers of purpose came. These things started to stir in me. He showed me things that moved his heart that began to move mine, things that broke his heart that began to break mine, the things that he loves that I began to love. And it was those moments in his presence, listening to his voice, gave me understanding of my work, understanding who God was and his, the way in which he works gave me the understanding of my work. It gave me understanding in the ways that He wanted to overflow through my life. And I believe He wants to overflow through your life to see people restored to Himself. It was there in those moments, learning to understand God and how He works, that I learned how to do my work. And I believe that God does have good works prepared for each and every person to do. It's in the Bible, in Ephesians 2 verse 10 things that are specific to each and every person in the room. You have been given breath and time and life in your body to do the things that He has set apart for you to do. No matter how old you are, no matter what season of life you are in, there is purpose for you in it. 
There are people that only you can reach. There are people that between you and me, we will never reach the same people. People only you have contact with. There are places that only you are called to go. There are things that only you are called to do. There's a blueprint designed for you with your God-shaped gifts, talents, personality, likes, dislikes, and dreams. And I believe it's in that secret place when we spend time listening to, receiving from, dreaming with God that He reveals step-by-step the things that you are designed to do with the time and season that you are currently in. You know, we can't get that from the world around us. The next step, the next stage, the next place, the next thing God has prepared has to be downloaded personally from God to you. He's the one who knows the exact number of days in your life, the exact places and things He's called you to. He's written the story of your life, the days of your life before you were even born. You know, one of the things I learned in that time, that really uncomfortable time of having no idea what I was doing with my life, one of the things I learned that I could hear God speaking so clearly to me was that He was less concerned with what I did and more concerned with how I did it. The purpose wasn't attached to a job or a title or position because those things change and they will change from season to season that more than doing the perfect job or getting the perfect position or getting to a perfect place, my purpose was more about reflecting Jesus no matter what I was doing. And just to say yes in obedience to the next thing that God put in front of me one step at a time. Even though God does have good things prepared for you to do, the practical side, to go and do, those things cannot define the fact that you have a purpose. If you don't have a job right now, or you aren't working exactly in what you wanna do, or maybe you're studying, you're not working in your dream thing, it doesn't mean you have no purpose. You still have purpose, but God is in the process of preparing you for that purpose. And you can still live out the greater purpose of reflecting Jesus, no matter what you are doing. And I think that that is one of the real tests of character that God puts in our life. Colossians 3 verse 17 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And I know that this is where God wants us to get to when it comes to our purpose. Before we even know what it is that He wants us to do, we have to understand as well that that doing can't determine our purpose. It can't be everything. A position, a job can't be everything to us because they will change and they'll come and go and things happen and life happens that changes the job for us. And if our purpose is attached to that, then when we don't have that, we're gonna feel very lost. Our purpose has to come from reflecting Jesus, living for Him, and then finding out in the secret place those specific things that He has prepared for us. It's when we lean in and we learn who God is, His heart, His character, His desires, that we will then uncover how we are meant to do our work, what our purpose is. It's in the secret, quiet place with God where He reveals your purpose, the good works He's prepared for you to do. If you're struggling to see it or understand what it is that He has prepared for you, there's only one way to find out. There's only one place to go. There's only one voice to listen to. The world can't tell you 
The friends and family around you can't tell you exactly what it is. They can guide you, they can lead you, but they can't tell you exactly what it is. Only God can give you the specifics of your purpose. Maybe I can get the band to come and join me tonight. The third thing I wanna share around is, is this idea that we need the strength to stick it out. In the verse, it says, we pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. You know, we need strength to stay the course in our purpose, to finish the race. No matter where you go or what you do, whatever your purpose looks like, I can promise you that there are going to come some bad days. There are going to come some overwhelming moments, whether you are a student, a bank manager, a musician, a teacher, an accountant, a CEO, it's not going to come without challenges and tough times. And I also believe that when you're walking in the purpose that God has for you, the enemy doesn't like it. And he's going to try extra hard to take you out to bring opposition because he doesn't want you to remain in it. He doesn't want people to be impacted by the kingdom of God being expanded through you and you living out your purpose in obedience to God. There'll be days you wanna quit, days you feel tired, days you feel weary, overwhelmed, rough weeks, rough seasons of life. But what I love about this portion of scripture is it speaks about a strength that's available to us, not through our own ability, but from God. You know, often we try muster up this strength to keep going. Well, I certainly have tried to muster up the ability within myself to push through, to keep going when things get hard. We try to motivate ourselves to continue. And that's the grim strength of gritting your teeth. Just grin and bear it, push through, you'll get through, but it never works. It's never enough. It's always failed our own strength will always fail us. We need a different kind of strength to keep going in the purpose God has for us. We need glory strength that only God gives. That's the strength that we need to stick it out for the long haul. It's only found in God. When the strength is given by God, you will be able to endure, to continue. It says so in that, passage to endure the unendurable. With the glory strength that God gives, you will make it through, but not just in a way where you suffer through and it's just a terrible, miserable few months. It's not in that way, but a way that spills over into joy. You will have joy when the strength comes from God, even in the lowest moments, even in the toughest of times as you fulfill the purpose that God has for you. How do you receive the strength that God gives? Well, we come back to His presence. The secret place, so much of this is the secret place. As we lean into God, we spend time with Him, we read His Word, listen to His voice. He will empower us with His strength and you can ask for it. You don't have to pretend with God. He knows exactly exactly how you feel, exactly what you're walking through. There's no need to pretend or say lots of fancy words to cover it up or pretend you're feeling okay when you're not. We have to be honest with God and ask Him to strengthen us, 
We don't hide it away. We don't pretend. We ask Him directly because He's our Father and He knows exactly what we need at exactly the right time. You know, we, we read so many times in the Word of God, waiting on the Lord renews our strength. Coming to the Lord to find rest when we're weary. It's in His presence that we find this glory strength that gives us the ability to endure and walk through the tough times that come even when you are walking exactly in the purpose that God has for you. So much of understanding what it is that God has for us is found in that place with God, in the alone moments, in the secret, in the quiet. When you get alone with God and you just let Him speak, we're really good at talking and praying and saying all of these things. But I think a lot of how we find what it is that God has for us is listening, giving time to listen to what God's saying. There's no secret formula, no checkbox, no list of things to tick off. It's not about age. It's not about stage or season. Wherever you are, whatever life looks like, God desires this kind of relationship with you where He can share closely the inner workings of the life that He has prepared for you. We have to come in humility, remembering that it is all for His glory. We need to lean in, draw close to God to even have the opportunity to hear His purpose and the details of the good works that He's prepared for us to do. And we need this glory strength that only comes from God to remain the long haul, to go the distance when it comes to walking in our purpose. Now, maybe you can stand with me tonight. We're just gonna have a moment where the band is just gonna play and sing and we're just gonna, you know, we talk about needing to give God some time to speak and for us to listen. It's what we're gonna do tonight. But it's my prayer that wherever you find yourself tonight, as I said at the start, you would take a moment to just stop, listen, surrender your life again, your purpose again to God and hear what He says to you. If you find yourself caught up working for the attention or the applause of man, that tonight would just be a moment to repent and come back to the one who is worthy of your whole life. The one in which your purpose comes from and is for. Come back to Him and receive a fresh start, a clean slate to just start again, to serve Him and love Him and Him alone with your whole life. If you find yourself stuck, searching, have no clue what it is that God has prepared for you. Tonight, God's inviting you to draw close, to lean in again, listen, ask, and hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. It might be a big picture. It might just be the one next step. It might be a gentle confirmation that you are exactly where you need to be right now for what God has prepared for you. And I believe as we give Him a moment just to speak, that He's gonna give dreams and visions afresh. He's gonna remind people of those things that He's put in your heart, those things that you're good at, talented at, the things He has prepared for you, those gentle nudges to those who might find themselves in that place right now to give you some direction, to give you some clarity, to open your eyes and your heart to see a glimpse of what it is that He, have, that he has for you.
And the last group is for those who might find themselves in that tough place. Weary, tired, overwhelmed, drained, wanting to quit, wanting to walk away. I believe that God just wants to revive you with a glory strength, not your own strength, not your own ability, not your own ability to come on, get up, push through, but the glory strength that comes from waiting on God, resting in His presence, enjoying His presence, dwelling with Him tonight. As you give Him a moment to just wait on Him, that He would stir a strength in you to continue, to keep going, to keep walking in the plans that He has for you. You know, the band is just gonna sing and worship and whatever you need to do to respond tonight, just for a couple of minutes, just for a couple of minutes, we're just gonna engage with God, the Holy Spirit that's here right now and just enter into His presence, whatever it is that you need to do. If you need to sing, you wanna sit, you wanna kneel, you wanna wait, you wanna listen, whatever it is, however you need to respond tonight, let's just give Him a few minutes, attune ourselves to His voice to respond to Him tonight.
just get just a sense right now that maybe there are some people in the room who just things haven't worked out the way that you thought they would. The things that you had tried, attempted, didn't go the way that you planned. But just know tonight that God is the one who works all things together for good. And even if it doesn't look the way that you thought it would right now, God's still working. He's not finished. He's still bringing the details together. And one day you'll look back on this moment and you'll see and you'll understand and you'll know that there was a reason for this moment, that there was something else coming, that God was still working, that He wasn't finished. Be encouraged tonight. He is the God who works all things together for good. And yet tonight, I just believe that God wants to say to you that there's big dreams and big visions that He's given you, a big picture. It's just one step, just the next thing, just the next small step. It doesn't have to be a gigantic leap and move. It's just the next small step that He just wants you to be obedient in. He's just inviting you to just take the next small step. Don't worry about 10 years time. Don't worry about having to make this big, bold, gigantic leap of faith. Just one small step of obedience. That's all He's asking for you tonight. You know, maybe you just close your eyes tonight. Before we close, I just wanna give an opportunity to anyone who maybe has never responded to Jesus, has never chose to invite Jesus into to your life, to your heart, never chosen to start the journey of following God and His purpose and the life that He has for you. Let me tell you that it's the best kind of life. It's the best way of life. And if you didn't know it already, maybe you're in the room tonight, you didn't know that God actually does have a purpose for your life. There is so much incredible life that He has for you, that He has prepared for you, that He wants to do with you. He wants to lead you and guide you and walk alongside you and help you and comfort you and be there ever present with you. And so tonight, if there's anyone in the room who hasn't made that decision to follow God, I just wanna give an opportunity right now. So just for a couple of moments, we're just gonna wait. And if that's you tonight, if you wanna enter into a relationship with God, would you mind just giving me a little wave so that I can see? We're gonna pray tonight and then we're gonna close. Is there anyone here tonight? Maybe you've walked away, you wanna come back. He's waiting and ready for you, still has good things prepared for you. Anyone in the room? Awesome. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the good things that you have prepared for us to do. We thank you that you are such a kind, loving and wonderful Father. You are ever present. You're our helper, our comfort, our guide. You lead us, you give direction and we love you, God. We pray that 
through our entire lives, no matter what it is that we do, no matter where we go, that you would be glorified in us, that everything we do would give you glory and see your name made great and known amongst the nations, God. Would you fill every person here, no matter where they are, what they're walking through right in this moment with clarity and direction for the purpose that you have for their life. God, I pray they leave this room, they leave this moment with you, feeling strengthened by your Holy Spirit with clarity where the clouds have cleared from their vision and they can see the next step that you have for them to take. God, we thank you for your love for us, for your purpose in our life. Be glorified in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. 